I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. Oh, wow. We are back. We are back and we're going to create controversy again. Yes, because, well, let's look, let's face it. Our most popular episode, besides Cocaine Bear, our first episode, uh, we did, we do have a decent retention rate. So thank you all for listening to us. And we've we've grown quite a bit. We're still growing and uh, we love meeting you all at events and stuff like that. And it's, and the feedback we're getting in emails and messages is fantastic. But oh my goodness, this this the the episode that gets the most response, the the <laughs> one that gets the most intense arguments, was our vampires episode. The vampires episode. Oh, we should have videos coming out around this time. I think from my visit to Forks because I went up to the capital city of the Cullen clan to <laughs> where all the magic began for my argument and um so I did a little I did a little video for you guys when I was up there so that should be fun and I'm all and mad we went through Shreveport and there was no Fantasia that's so. true I think there were some Tampa listeners that came to a show and I unfortunately wasn't able to make that show but I am going to be down at, in Tampa for Spookala in October. So if you're out there, travelers, and I don't know how far you come, we're going to be listing all of our shows. But you know what we'll probably do maybe is, Mark, why don't we throw on there which of us is going to be at those shows? Yeah. So that some one of us are at, some of them where both of us are at. Well, yeah, because there's a video apparently I need to be in possession of. So I would love to have that traveler that brought it to mark and refuse to give it to him which i understand you know yep. i'm just saying if you're bringing gifts i i you know mark's got a lot of bookshelves i it could yep. get lost if it's for me i'm just saying i can i can get it to i can get it to her so that's the other thing so yeah he says that unless he really likes secret, it i know the three knocks to get into the secret mountain headquarters so that's true which is not a travel spot no um, no let's do some breaking news before we start this controversy what do you say All right, that sounds fantastic. Let's do it. We have breaking news? Yes. Okay, from our friends at Paranormality Magazine, and this is the travel part of this episode, because what we're about to talk about, you really can't travel to. So um, they have listed the most haunted libraries in the United States. Oh, my goodness. And some of them are in Evansville, Indiana, Peoria, Illinois, I'm not saying that right. Go ahead, email, correct me. Um, Alameda, California, Barnstable, Massachusetts, Baltimore, Maryland, Athens, Ohio, Bates Ah. College, Lewiston, Maine, and Terrytown, New York, apparently are the most haunted libraries in the U.S. So um, we'll link through the article from our friends at Paranormality so you can travel if you're up and around there. That would be very cool. And and um, don't forget that uh, Paranormality Magazine, if you use the code TRAVELS, offers you a discount on everything on their site. So you can get shirts, articles, subscribe. They have such awesome, fun things if you want to break from normal news. Because normal news sometimes. And you can vote sometimes. for your favorite paranormal podcast. Feel free to vote. Oh, yeah. Vote for us. We'd like that. We'd love right, to hit vote it. Vote for us. Yes, vote for us. Vote for us. Okay. All right. Um, 
So let's talk about the controversy because this is the Howl at the Moon episode. You decided you thought you could win the werewolf contest with me. I so. think I can because I think I have the uh, greatest cinematic werewolf. Uh, okay. Well, let's talk about where where do we foresee werewolves? Because I know we have American Werewolf in London, which uh, at uh, the time, well, it's still an amazing film. Amazing. Are you talking movie-wise or are we going to go back historically? So, Well, you know, I think if we're going to go back historically, the term werewolf meant something very different in history. Yeah, it meant, well, skin changer, you know, and, and then it became loop garou. Uh, which was the werewolf comes from, but uh, like Hanthrop was the original word. And that was the guy who could roll in the skin of a wolf and turn into a wolf. And that was, that goes back to Roman times. And we think it predates that even because, you know, we've got Egyptian gods with wolf heads and we've got uh, Babylonians with wolf heads and things like that. So. Yeah. And there's been shapeshifters. They're also used the term werewolf for a while to mean, um, somebody who did egregious murders and stuff like yeah. that. That's what the terms werewolf and vampire kind of um, started being thrown around too, is somebody that did something that could not possibly be human. They had to be animalistic uh, because of how they killed people and stuff like that. Um, so, but yes, it goes back to shape-shifting has been around historically for a very long time. Yeah, and I, there, there's so many crazy, you know, we're, we're going to stick with werewolves, very specific. Of course, we are going to do a deep dive coming up on the Beast of Gévaudan, uh, mm -hmm. which is an amazing historical you know, werewolf encounter. They did a fun movie about that called uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf, uh, which is incredible. It is the best martial arts historical fiction based on historical fact <laughs> you it's it's one of those it defies 40 genres and you just can't stop but watch it and love it so um yes yes so let's talk about um for us what is the first werewolf you remember seeing in the movies or on tv uh i actually remember watching the great dr paul bearer uh you know with his creature feature actually i uh, know actually this was pre that so this is west virginia so this would have been dr creep up yes. in uh ohio broadcasting out of ohio and we'd pick him up on our in our woods in kentucky when i'd go there on the weekends and he would do his creep show creep show and uh one of the ones he showed was the original lon cheney wolfman and that was the first one i remember seeing and so that was a black and white yes yes and that was pretty intense. I so for me it was uh, American Werewolf in London, That's and I remember because the special effects at the time. You know, we got to go back, and we have you know all of the stuff that you can do now. But back then, you had to actually do it. It wasn't something. There wasn't like things you could generate over it and things like like you had to actually do the makeup. Yep, and it's crazy the things like the jack pierce makeup for our original wolfman had you know lon, you know, lon cheney jr just sitting in the chair and they slowly stage filmed and faded him in and out where they added the different uh things to him and then yeah. you get american world in london you get rick baker 
which which what he won so many academy awards for that they, they invented a category a category for him for that so yeah and that was um uh in 1981 american yep. werewolf in london yep and it's uh um i'm i'm it, you know it it has the best transformation of all time i i don't think it's been topped um yeah I, I mean, there are others that are, you know, really good transformations. I think the one in Ginger Snaps was amazing. Um, I but I love the classics, Werewolf of London. You know, one uh, one of my all time favorites was uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. That was that was like when suddenly you talk about shared cinematic universe from Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, that happened long before that gang Universal. With their monsters, they started meeting each other pretty quick, and uh, True. and that became that was because they started doing those movie festivals long after Dracula had come out, long after Frankenstein had come out. They would put them both, you know, and this is before home video and all that. So they would put them both together. Do you dare watch Dracula and Frankenstein together in a you know in a in a, in a they would call it a creature feature, a double creature feature. And then people would line up again. And suddenly these old movies were making a ton of movie money again. So then they started doing the, you know, the combos where they would, and they, the House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula. And, and it all led up to, of course, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein where they had everybody. Um, yeah, no, exactly. Which man is, showed up in that one. So, um, and I remember Creature Features and there's been a ton of werewolf movies and I'm sure we're not going to even be again to cover all of them, for instance. Look, look oh, my werewolf is barking. My oh, werewolf yeah. just started oh. barking. So, <laughs> Yeah, let me let me get that under control. But yeah. so what is your, what, okay, where do you want to start then? Okay, so I'm going to do, you had your, your vampire that could not die, right? Uh, you know, we think about, you know, because you had to, you had to do it with you know, the Twilight vampires, right? I didn't have to do it. So here is the thing. If I have to pick my favorite cinematic vampire to be attached to, right? Yeah. Is I'm going to have to pick Eric Northman. I mean, but hands down, he's oh, yeah. probably my, my favorite vampire, right? Yeah. It's just that the truth is I, I still have not been disproven on this. Um, uh situation with the twilight vampires they're just the way she wrote them was very cleverly strong that's all i'm saying okay so okay. so for me you know uh you know what are the classic werewolf you know things that kill them right yeah so um you know. so uh i think they silver isn't silver so, like one of the main Silver's things? like the universal you know, because that kills all the things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so silver kills them. I, you know, one of the things I think is a huge problem for most werewolves in the cinematic universe and even in the literary universe is that they don't remember what they did no. when they changed. Like right. that's a huge handicap of them is they do not remember what happened when they changed. Now, some only change, you know, during full moons. Some can't control when they change. Some can totally control when they change and become, you know, almost, uh, you know, the comic book 
you know, Hero Werewolf by Night, which became the Marvel, you know, special last year on Disney Plus. You know, I love that the real guy's name is Jack Russell. <laughs> a little on the nose there, right? Yeah. Uh, um, and that was very well done. If you haven't watched that gang, definitely get some Disney Plus seven day free trial and watch Moon Knight and then watch the, uh, the, you know, the Werewolf by Night special. Those are, yeah. those are Disney Plus exclusives and totally worth it. Yeah, uh, worth your time. Um, but uh, I've got to say, there is one wolf, werewolf, that I almost put at the top of the list. Okay, but or, but can we go through your favorites first? Because I feel like you're you're shooting pretty high if we give away the one that's at the top. Okay. So let's well, do some honorable mentions. Like, what right. are your what are your five? Okay. Well, my my five would be. Uh, uh, Suki Stackhouse's werewolf in not in True Blood, but in Trick or Treat. The there's a bit in the movie Trick or Treat with Sam, our wonderful Halloween icon, the little kid. There there's a bit where uh, Anna Pankwin is dressed as Little Red Riding Hood, and she's with a group of friends that are all super slutty and dressing up in this town celebrating Halloween. It's one of the many, this is an anthology movie. So there's like several stories that all tie together. And she is being stalked by a guy who seems to be a vampire. He's killing people by by biting them and draining them of blood. And it's in this town that's having like a Mardi Gras style fest. It's actually a town in Ohio that celebrates Halloween very much. And it's, so it's been used a few times by several things. but in this bit, one side bit, she's out in the woods and she's being luring this vampires out chasing her. But there's a twist and I'm spoiler alert. So skip ahead 30 seconds if you want to avoid the spoiler for one of the stories in Trick or Treat. Okay. But turns out that the slutty girls that are luring all the guys out in the woods is their werewolves. And oh, Suki Stackhouse's first kill. Oh. The vampire guy tries to bite her and it doesn't quite work because she's a werewolf. Okay, so I could see why this would be on your um, top five, Mark. And, you know, and Anna Pankwin being super sexy in a Red Riding Hood outfit. How how can you not like that? Uh, Okay. What's what's one of your favorites? We'll alternate. Um, I would have to say uh, Underworld. Okay. Underworld is one of my favorites. Um, I absolutely love, and they did those off of, okay, I'm not going to say they did. Those werewolves are very similar to werewolves in the White Wolf game, werewolf, but there was a whole lawsuit, so we're not going to get ourselves entwined in that little situation. But those werewolves are, they're huge, and they're very, very impressive, the size of them. And they do remember when they change mm. and things like that. And it doesn't have to be a full moon. So um, they don't have that limitation, which is kind of nice. But they are definitely damaged by silver, which in that particular series, the um, uh, vampires figure out. Also in that series, hashtag spoiler alert, um, the werewolves were bred to be protectors of the vampires. And then there's a whole love story, which I'm not going to give away, but um, yes, they, unfortunately, uh, that doesn't work out. 
as any sort of thing where you try to make things do exactly what you say instead of getting their agreement, it doesn't work out. Right, right. So now, my uh, my favorite werewolf movie of all time. Um, they're not particularly any, you know, stronger or faster than the normal werewolf of film, but is the great Neil Marshall's Dog Soldiers. Uh, oh, never seen that movie. You are missing out. It is one of the greatest uh, movies of all time. It's uh, Sean Pertwee stars. Uh, all the characters have like coded horror film names. Like one of the guys is a, uh, you know, cadet Bruce, Ca you know, Lieutenant Bruce Campbell and stuff like that. Um, it's incredible. And they basically are soldiers on maneuvers in the Scottish Highlands, and they're being put up against this super special forces team. And these are guys just regular soldiers, and it's a it's a war games, and they've got you know basic you know fake ammo and all this stuff, and that's how the movie starts. But very quickly wow. they find the special forces team destroyed. Yikes. You know, they've been and and only their commander is alive and it's the guy who hates them. And uh and he's like, There was only supposed to be one, there was only supposed to be one. And guess what? It it's a pack. And uh, and so these soldiers now have to try to survive as they are being picked off one by one. They finally get to the only house in the middle of the woods. A a, a lady who's a nature expert who's been studying these creatures saves them and takes them to the house of a family that she knows. And, um, and they're in the house and they're, and they're, it's a, it's a siege movie at that point. And of course they can't find silver anywhere. Of course not. I mean, we, we yeah. don't have that in our silverware anymore. A lot of old movies show people running in, getting their silverware, but yeah, no, I think of a, if a werewolf showed realize... up and that was the solution. Ugh. They realize they're in the middle of the nowhere. They've got to survive the night and get out. But they also realize the reason there's no silver in the house is the reason that these things aren't moving on is because this is their house. Oh, yikes. And so they've got to survive the night. Probably some of the best fight sequences. But the werewolves in this are what you want your werewolves to look at. Like. It's all done practical effects. No CGI, no nothing like this. So they're on stilts, they're hunched over. This is exactly what you picture when you picture a werewolf. And this is also when I talk to people who have seen dogman encounters, they say this is what it this is what it looks like. When I show them this stills from this movie, that's what they see. Interesting. One of the cool things they do in that is the to to slow the werewolves down is they they know they're they don't like bright lights. So they they have a camera like an Instamat camera and they keep flashing pictures at them to blind them. And so the best part is at the end of the movie, they've got all the photos as the credits roll. <laughs> so. Oh my God. Yikes. Um, okay. So my next one ready. Yeah. Blood and chocolate. Wow. Really? Really? I think it's a very, I like that movie. I think it's really sweet. One of the things that's really interesting about it is it's about, it's more of a, like, I want to say like old time romance kind of thing where she's betrothed to this lineage of her werewolf family. Right. 
right then she falls in love with a human you know and that's that's what the title is about blood you know your family lineage and um chocolate which is the human uh you know yeah sexy human cartoonist um but i think for you know blood and chocolate they it's just it's very interesting because it's not trying to focus on the werewolf part of it if that makes sense it's right. focusing on the the storyline behind it and not you know like what do you do what do you do when your family is like no you're betrothed to this person whether you like it or not this is your yep. human so or your wolf and you need to do this thing and she's like no but i love this other dude and you know age-old romeo juliet kind of story and it kind of goes along those lines so that's interesting in itself right very much very uh, much i like I, I i enjoy that movie very very much 2007 i suggest you watch it and again the special effects are done pretty well because they're done with makeup which i think is huge the more they do cgi special effects with some right. of these they do a good job in underworld but those movies are still a little bit um having some issues now is age like all the movies like i was just re-watching some of the lord of the rings movies the other day there's some things that are not holding up now, CGI wise, from those movies, which makes me really, really sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least it's not American Werewolf in Paris. Oh, was, uh, yeah. I love that movie, but the effects are so bad. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't watch that one for the effects, gang. Watch that one for the story. Yes. Um, yes. And that's, I mean, that it's harder because when you want to recommend movies, like, we talk about watching American Werewolf in London. If you haven't seen that, you should. Because again, they did it with adding the makeup, adding the makeup. There's a lot of documentaries about what he went through having the makeup done for him, right? Right. So, um, uh, okay. What What's your next one? So we're okay. two each. What's your next one? All right. So my next one, uh, I think this is one we can both agree on. Uh, it's not a werewolf movie, but the werewolves in it certainly make the show and that is what we do in the shadows oh <laughs> it is a movie it is a movie remember the movie it's got the no, guy no, from... i mean i'm talking about it's not a werewolf movie it does yes, have werewolves in it yeah uh and that was the the joke about that was uh you know we're wolves we're wolves not we're werewolves not swearwolves is probably one of the greatest lines of all time because they have the werewolf support group mm -hmm. that are helping each other you know, and then the vampires, of course, hate them and they and they make jokes and it's it is so classic, you know. Uh I like the you know, the one vampire deacon sells them. Oh my god, the <laughs> other's buttocks is and they're like, hey, that's that's not you know what we you know, that's that's a form of greeting. <laughs> that's you know, that's racist. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's a joy, and but the werewolves are badass, they're huge, and they are exactly what you expect. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, they're so good. They are, and the, just that movie and that TV show yeah. is so brilliantly done. It is so brilliantly written. It is so brilliantly acted, and it's one of those ones I feel like you have to watch several times to get all these little things they say. And I'm a big fan of things like doing subtitles because a lot of the interactions they have is a little bit of talking over each other. Yes, yes. And you will Same. miss some of the funniest shit they say yeah. about each other and things like that. But it is, oh my God, hands down, one of the fun. I will agree that is a very funny. It's not on my list of the top 
werewolves, but it definitely is a very, very um, wonderful one. But I can throw one out there then like that, which is not on, um, and we were just talking about this the other day. And when we go down the avenue of what this, so we're going to do a whole episode kind of around this show, but um, the werewolves on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Seth oh, Green. Yeah. 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 And he wasn't the only one, but they those were some very well done werewolves. Now they didn't remember necessarily what they did. They were definitely one that didn't remember what they did, but it was done in a way that um you know brought the, the teen angst and the drama into the show. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's there's more on that that we'll go over in our Buffy episode, but that was supposed to be a whole character arc and it didn't happen. Yep. You yep. know more about I, that. You just got to meet Seth Green. I did. He was fantastic. And I I was I was mo I was telling him we loved him as Oz, of course, but but I I you know and I love that he created Robot Chicken because it was, you know, it brought twisted Toy Fair Theater to life, which was an old magazine thing from the magazine Toy Fair. He's like, Yeah, that's totally where we we stole it from. <laughs> He's like, admit it, we ripped it off and made it a TV show. Uh but then uh but then uh we mentioned you know Joker from Mass Effect. And uh, that was where we went down. And so Callie got, Callie got their autograph. Seth Green, you're welcome, Callie. So, um, and well, oh and we know both my puppies are named after Mass Effect because yep. Tolly and uh, Garrus. So yeah, that is perfect. one of mine and my other half's favorite games. But yep. you know, those were those were again understated kind of werewolves that were were in there. And um, yep. uh, I think there's a lot of uh, movies and shows, you know that have that understated werewolves that were brought in that were not really necessarily good hunters in yeah. that too so which uh, that were in one episode where they were trying to hunt them and then they had them come back later to hunt buffy for slayer fest which was great uh but it was <laughs> that was that was a great episode underrated episode yeah but um okay so my next one is a guilty pleasure oh you know what though we need to we need to take a quick break oh yeah done, okay yeah let's we've let's, done let's, three so we'll take a quick break and come right back eerie appalachia gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient appalachians folks deep within the appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe monsters rumbling in the hills strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy tall tales you might say tell that to the flatwoods monster in braxton county west virginia or the goat man of louisville look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe what of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncy and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncy, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. 
I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. We're back. We're back. And we're on to your next one, Mark. Yeah, this is a guilty pleasure. Okay. I think when I say it, if you haven't seen it, you need you need to put it on your list. Okay. Uh, and it spawned a sequel. And uh, I sometimes think the sequel is actually better than the original in this one. But that is... Now, now some of these you know, werewolf movies we're talking about are unintentionally hilarious. Right. Yes. Because because they they get bad in places like American World in Paris was meant as a comedy and American World in Horror was kind of meant as a horror comedy. But there are bits in Paris that are just so bad CGI that they you laugh at those. But this one was intentionally a comedy. And that is Wolf Cop. <laughs> You've never heard of Wolf Cop. I'm looking it up right now as we're talking. Wolf Cop. Oh, booze, buddy cop puns and it even actually has a decent mystery story to it oh my god so there were two of them one in 2014 yes. and another wolf cop in another wolf cop <laughs> spoiler oh nothing bad happens to him in the first one so how do you do a sequel to a movie where the guy dies well you know we do another wolf cop a series of strange and violent events begin to occur. An alcoholic policeman realizes that he's been turned into a werewolf as part of a larger plan. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it wow. Is, I am wow. waiting for Joe Bob to host that on Shudder one night because it is probably one of the... It is just a joy to watch. And uh, in promoting this movie, the guy would come in costume and in character to like television stations and do interviews as wolf cop oh my god uh yeah yeah enjoy gang i don't want to spoil anything of that for you just i i don't even i don't even i there's the no perfect words. b movie it is yeah. the perfect b movie i don't know comedy how that goal. made your list but no it's just it's a joy i mean it's it and uh the other one we really enjoyed was a werewolves within which is based on the old uh, card game that you play at cons and stuff where somebody is a werewolf and you have to, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, where you, you might be a werewolf and stuff like that. And you have to figure out who's the, who's the, you have to point out, all right, this person's the killer. This person's the killer. And then, you know, and then you might've killed the wrong person. And the only person who could have saved you, you killed. Uh, but they did a movie about it and it starred uh, Melania Vintrube who we love uh, she was the at&t girl for years but she's also the voice of squirrel girl on the squirrel girl podcast so we we just we're a big fan of hers and she did that and that even has our buddy guillermo in a cameo in it so as one of the potential oh. is he a werewolf um if we're just gonna throw cheesy ones in this isn't on my list but there's a a, a very very poetic deeply emotional werewolf movie called my mom's a werewolf from 1989 <laughs> <laughs> that one and teen wolf right there right yeah there. same same level same level after being bitten by a mysterious pet shop owner housewife leslie begins a gruesome transformation into a werewolf 
Her only hope is her young daughter, Jennifer, who races against time to stop Leslie from turning into an animal for good. Yep. Yeah. Um, that, that, so that happened. Yep. And then uh, we had, and Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox, of course. And Teen Wolf 2 with Jason Bateman. Yeah, just Bateman. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, fun show, fun movies, great movie, very 80s, very 80s. Um, all right, I'm gonna go serious again though. Okay. okay. So for my my next one that just thrilled me was of course starring the great Corey Haim and Gary and Gary Busey. Stephen King's Cycle of the Werewolf turned into a movie called Silver Bullet. Ah, yes, yes. Probably Uh, first where a kid is in a wheelchair and actually the hero of the the movie because mostly kids in wheelchairs are the sidekick at most. So this was the first time where it was actually, he was the hero. And I was, I loved that as a kid with, you know, a few disabilities of my own that I, I identified with that quite a bit. So, yeah. No, no, I can, I can, I can get with that. I huge Corey Haim fan. I'm sorry we lost him as early as we did. Oh yes, sad. Yes, very sad. He was, he was very, very awesome. Um, I so I, I have to, I really do have to put this out here. So, the Twilight Werewolves. I'm just saying, I, I have to. You were gonna go there. My daughter for so many years was Team Jacob, which I think uh, anybody who wants a healthy relationship in life should be. Yeah, hundred percent. He was the um, smarter choice. I have to say that I I love the um, putting uh, this into a legend, putting into a legend of a tribe. Like yeah. th- there is a lot about Twilight. I, I ugh, there's there's stuff, and you know. But I will say that, you know, the workaround. So going to Forks now, I can tell you that is the tribe that's up there. She did a lot of research on this when, you know, it wasn't made up. Like the beaches up there are completely Indian land. You can go on them some days. You can't go on them others. Like when COVID hit, they locked off all the roads because they didn't want it anywhere near the reservations and the, you know, things like that. So um, all of these, La Push. La Push is a beach up there, you know, mm. that is on um, uh, the Indian land. So I will say that like now having been there and seeing some of the research and meeting some of the people in the town and going up to these amazing beaches and just wow, right, is, um, but the story behind the wolves and how they come to protect the tribe and that's what triggers their uh transforming and that they're a group together and stuff like that take out all the other drama stuff but the the wolves are very impressive in that movie and again not easily killed they don't get killed by being shot by silver and stuff like that you know it takes the strength of these very um uh large uh creatures to kill them you know so that it's just a thing they don't have a lot of They don't have a lot of things there. So I'm not going to put them on the top of my list, but I had to put them near the top of my list. So everybody feel free to send your hate mail and comments, whatever. It's there. Well, it's, you know, it's like the werewolf in Cabin in the Woods. It's, it's not the important part of the movie, but it is a very pivotal part of the movie. 
and the inspiration for the movie. So, you know, they saw the werewolf fighting the unicorn and there's like, we want to write a movie that that world happens in. So yeah. um, that was very cool that they did that. All right. So we're, I've got to mention my werewolf now that I've been holding off on. Okay. Okay. And that is the movie Monster Squad. really wolfman's really? got nards man okay uh, so yes he, he does have nards that you can kick him in but they blow him up with dynamite and he pieces himself back together that's, that's they, true they they try all the things and he's very much dracula's slave at this point they went the universe uh, this was really the first universal monster recombining since uh since out Al, Al, in costello and mm -hmm. uh, and again, they did it with kids. And I loved, it came out the same day as Lost Boys. Oh, and Lost Boys. Lost Boys yeah. dominated the box office and this poor movie didn't have a chance. But I love that it became a cult classic on video and it brought us all, you know, Duncan Regeer's Dracula and, and this amazing werewolf. And this, the only thing is he could, he still gets killed by a silver bullet. But it is, it takes a silver bullet to kill him. So. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the downfall of a lot of, you know, I hate to say it, but that's kind of the downfall of a lot of uh, werewolves, right? Is yeah. the silver bullet, right? That takes them out. Um, and so, I think uh, Callie will trump us both, but she, she is, or uh, they are unavailable to uh, jump on. What, so. what would they trump us with? What do you think? howling to your sister is a werewolf that was what they wanted me to say so howling to the okay starring christopher lee oh uh, and sybil danning and sybil danning's werewolves are these super werewolves they silver does not hurt them they're immune they are uh they have all the strengths and all the powers of the werewolves they run in packs they also have political power they've ruled some of the laws and uh and and run some of the countries from behind the scenes and all that wow. so pretty epic stuff here now the the craziest thing about them is the only thing that can kill them not silver and it takes a while for the people to figure it out is something more pure than silver it has to be titanium. Oh. So it's a terrible movie. Uh, yeah. There's no reason to watch it whatsoever. <laughs> so we Except recommend you grab you are, a bag of popcorn. Yep. Watch it for so. Christopher Lee. And there, and Sybil Danning uh, shows off her ample talents many times. So. Okay. Okay. So not <laughs> strong vampire, not recommend. I mean, strong werewolf, not recommended. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go with one that I very much enjoy. Um, I do want to do an honorable mention in a way. True Blood. True Blood's great. True Blood has some of the most delicious looking werewolves that oh, ever yeah. existed. And I actually, again, like the pack and the storyline and stuff like that, I, I like how they... Um, did that I, I I you know when it's a lone werewolf that's one thing but when there's a pack 
there's a hierarchy, there's a nature to it. What I think is really interesting about the whole dynamic though, is there are so many stories and I kind of wonder where this comes from. Maybe, you know, where werewolves are subservient to vampires. Yeah, quite a bit. Like where did that started somewhere from the universal monsters werewolf movies because Lon Chaney Jr. played the tortured Larry Talbot and Dracula had would often use him with his ring his his ring his magic ring and that was where Dracula's magic ring came Dracula didn't have a magic ring in the early movies and stuff suddenly he had it and uh you know that's where it comes from uh I think uh I could be wrong on that but that seems to be where it, it originated Please feel free to tell us if you know, because I think it's just really interesting that that somehow is a creature because you don't see Frankenstein, you don't see the mummy, you don't see so a lot of these other kind of monsters, quote unquote, being subservient to vampires. But there's, for some reason, werewolves very much are portrayed as sort of pets, I, for lack of a better way of putting it, or guardians for you know, the daylight guardians for the, the vampire. Um, yeah. So shout out True Blood, Joe Montalega. Is that how you say his name? Um, doesn't matter. I enjoy him thoroughly. I also, even though we're only talking about werewolves, enjoyed the were panthers and stuff in yes. True Blood. So yeah, yeah. I just huge shout out there. You you have you have a Erica for Mary Travels Gold Star. So um, but one of my favorite movies and i think a lot of this is the cast and stuff is um the wolfman og or the or the benicio the benicio del toro yes yes um you know uh benicio del toro emily blunt um our amazing amazing friend sir anthony hopkins but that was that was one of the I thought that was amazing because that was a very huge cast, absolutely wonderful. But yep. you know, it was a really fun um set in set in older times kind of wolf movie, you know. It was very well done, a, a faithful updating of the original. Yeah. And, uh, but making it for modern audiences, uh, unlike Von Helsing, where it was oh, uh, which was fun but it was like watching action figures with monsters it was literally like an 11 year old throwing action figures together oh the werewolf's gonna fight and then the vampire's gonna fight and then and then and then oh there's a bridge and they got to get across the bridge no 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 instead of running across the bridge they'll swing across the bridge (laughs) yeah you can tell stephen summers was just having crazy time with that one so no and i think sometimes on those things they look at what's on paper and then um uh it's not paper you know yeah. it's like so i i it just doesn't work anyway yeah. my uh, mention is ginger snaps which was very great movie series of uh teenage girls turning into werewolves and just dealing with teenage girl problems on top of that so and there's uh, teen wolf has been made into a really good tv series yep it's very popular there's another one that oh oh my gosh just because my brain and our lovely Buffy is part of it yeah. uh that just came out uh and I I'm going to uh look it up here uh for 
for obscure ones, one of my favorites is a movie called Where W E R. And oh yeah, that one's you know you're a lawyer and you're defending a werewolf, and you know in a in a in a crime you know in in a trial. So very classic. Company yeah. of Wolves, another one with the great Angela Lansbury. It's basically Wolfpack. a creepy Red Riding Hood. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Wolfpack is the name of the show. It's on Paramount. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. And uh, that's got uh, Sarah Michelle. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It has Buffy. It has Buffy. Buffy. You gotta love yeah. ones that have Buffy. Um, like Werewolf Adjacent was Wolfen. Do you remember that one? I do not, but it I can't was, believe uh, you just Albert said the Finney. word. It was based on a old novel where this uh, detective's trying to piece together these grisly murders, and it's it turns out he thinks it's a pack of wolves or a pack of werewolves, and uh, it's it's kind of ambiguous. So oh. uh, definitely give it a shot when you we get a chance. Well, are we going to name Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, Wolf. Wolf. Yep. Michelle that Pfeiffer. another one. Gold. Uh, and of course, Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf is probably the one that might actually win the fight because Shaggy, as we know, the most powerful character in all of literature, gets turned into a werewolf, making him all the powers of a wolf added to all the powers of sandwiches and cowardice you know uh it's you can't beat that unstoppable so, unstoppable all right so i think we've I, we what we came to an agreement on that no not at all that okay. is crazy we're not naming shaggy as the most powerful werewolf there is i mean well we can't say american werewolf in london because he dies just getting shot by a regular shot that's true yeah um now the wolfman Lon Chaney Jr. gets killed several times over the movies, but he always comes back. So, and he is Larry Talbot in all of them. So maybe he is the most invincible. He just takes a little while to heal, like That's like true. the one in Monster Squad. Well, I think I think um, you know if we want to go very very out of left field, there's um always Wolverine. <laughs> he did uh, now, now captain america got turned into a wolf and became cap wolf for a while and that was my favorite because he had the shield and everything um, yeah but i'm just saying wolverine grows the claws oh yeah super furry yeah he, he heals from everything i mean that's true he's not, he i don't know if he'd be so. called a werewolf but i i think there's an argument to be set there yeah I know yeah. we, we talked about uh, the howling before we went on, and uh, and it's you know it's another one of those great effects, but not a great movie. Uh, but Howling Two, I, I agree, is you know I think with Callie, titanium is harder to get than silver. It's so true because how much titanium do you have lying around your house? Hmm? Well, I do have some piercings, although I don't know that they would help me in this situation at all. So. I so you have some titanium what'd you say piercings yeah. piercings from ears and other yeah so how would you places? get is that gonna kill a werewolf that little bit of titanium i don't think so no that's what i'm saying i don't i don't think that would necessarily help me at all but you know um uh, doesn't wolverine have titanium claws no his is adamantium adamantium even stronger than titanium but it's not a pure metal it has to be pure metal. oh okay well i you know are we are we gonna call this and give this to one of the worst werewolf movies ever made? i think we're at that controversial stage in life anyway we've already done that with the vampires 
Let's do that with the werewolves. So okay. the howling two werewolves take the case. Your sister for the is a werewolf. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They did, okay. a, they did many of that series. There was one uh, that was done in Australia and they were the marsupials. Marsupial oh werewolves is crazy. So I, I don't even want to know how many movies they've made. I'm going to tell you how many movies oh, of they course, have. Of course, you have the power of Google. What do we got? Yeah. Howling movies. Um, how many? Okay. I can, I can do this. There are one, two, three, four, five, eight. Eight. That's crazy. I think the fourth one was to with the marsupial. Sister. Through and, the original uh, Howling Five, The Rebirth, Howling Six, The Freaks, Howling Seven, New Moon Rising, and Howling Reborn. So, Howling Six, New Moon Rising. I wonder if that was actually with Taylor Lautner. <laughs> ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it wasn't. But um, 1985, uh, 2011 was the last of the Howling movies. They started oh. in 1981. 85, 87, 88, 90, 91, 95, and 2011. We so um, have to, in good conscience, not recommend you binge these. No, no, yeah, no, they're, they're, they were straight to video for a reason. Yeah, so, you won't get your life back. Really into, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you won't get your, so do not come up to us at a booth and say, I watched all those, because no, we're not even saying you no. watched the one with the most popular uh, powerful damn uh, werewolf. So, we're, we're just saying that it happened and so it exists. Man, I think this was a hell of a ride. I uh, I, I think we've uh, arrived at that. I, I, I kind of want to give it to Shaggy, but I think Halloween too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I know we can honorable mention. Shaggy, honorable mention. Yep, yep. We'll throw ha that out there. Yep, yep. And uh, for those of you who have your favorite werewolf movies, please drop us a line. Let us know where we're wrong. And feel free to come up to conventions and let us know. <laughs> and, uh, you politely, know, uh, politely, politely, let us politely, know. <laughs> please, please. Uh, you know, if we forgot your favorite werewolf movie, definitely let us know. Uh, and uh, you know, and like, share, subscribe, get your friends in on the art conversation. We'd love that. So we absolutely love that. We look forward to hearing from you. So um, I wonder how much controversy this one's going to cause. Because uh, I don't know. I'm a little nervous where we, we ended up. I actually, I thought we were going to end up somewhere else, but now I, I don't know. I don't know that this is going to go well for us. <laughs> so on that note, people, thank you so much. Uh, beware the full moon. And uh, even a man who says his prayer at night and as good in heart can become a moon when the wolf's veins blooms and the lunar star is bright. So thank you so much, gang. And we'll see you on the other side.